Welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays, hosted by two brothers from home. From home, <laughs> yeah. My my name is Matt. I'm Steve. Yeah, and we are releasing this. We normally release it on Monday, but I guess you, you've informed me, um, on top of it being a holiday in Canada, it's also President's Day uh, on Monday. So we're releasing this on Tuesday, because I'm sure on Monday people will be very busy, um, especially in the States, buying their mattresses that are on sale right now. Um, yeah, and, and it just, I guess it's, uh, it's not a Canada-wide holiday, it's province, it's provincial, most provinces have it, they call it something different in every province, uh, for example, in Nova Scotia, it's Heritage Day, but here in Ontario, it's Family Day. All right, and are you going to do anything special on Family Day? Um, going to the 67s game, uh, I got, oh, a, okay. I got free tickets from work, so... I didn't realize there was a 67s game on Family Family Day, so that'll be good. Two o'clock. Um, I think most uh, Canadian Hockey League, uh, most of the Canadian Hockey League teams have a game on Family Day. I see. Well, my my family, we will be going to um, a local roller skating rink, and we're going to go roller skating on on, on Monday afternoon. Well, that's uh, the best <clears throat> kind of skating you can do right now because uh, there's not a lot of outdoor skating happening, I guess. And I do not outdoor skate, so there you go. <laughs> um, I guess uh, t- we should get on with it. We're on social media at Jays from Home, um, including Blue Sky, which opened up to like beyond invites now. So I yeah. think like everybody's on it. Um, I, I I realized I, I didn't know what to use Blue Sky for before, but I I think what I'm going to use it for is mainly for um, uh, sports uh, because okay. that seems to be the the place where sports people are going um from twitter because yeah, threads no, I, isn't I, isn't generally um threads is kind of like i don't know it's it's algorithm based mostly you can follow chronologically but it's it's not built for the kind of sports coverage that twitter was yeah no if i if i'm looking if i'm, I'm on both i'm on threads and on 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 blue sky yeah threads is definitely more like more artistic and 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 inanity based than 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 sports and news yeah yeah it's it's not a it's not a um it's not a good platform for that i'll, I'll just stop there <laughs> okay <laughs> um, right, well let's get let's get to some jays jays uh blue jays news because that's that's what this podcast uh has been about for the past uh almost three years now i guess um, yeah, I guess this is our third season. Um, so, so what are we, wh- where are we starting? Um, cause I see we have in, in the show notes, we have weekly outcomes first, but I think, uh, let's, let's start at the bottom of uh, like, uh, of the Jays notes here and go, go work our way up from there because we've been off for about three weeks just because of some, some, uh, scheduling problems here, here and there, but uh, now we're back and the big news, the big, the big signing of the off season, other than Yariel Rodriguez has been Justin Turner. That, that happened at the end of January. So, and, and we were, we would have mentioned it last week, but we haven't gotten there yet, but he appears to be taking Brandon Belt's spot in the lineup. So, so what were your thoughts when you first heard about this? Um, I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really have a, a strong reaction either way. Uh, just was like, Okay, they signed a player. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that it's, it's it's a good signing for the Jays. He's uh he's uh, he's definitely got like uh, a big leadership role in all the teams that he's played for, and the fact that he's a right-handed hitter as opposed to being a left-handed hitter, um, it means that he can you know he can face both righties and lefties. Whereas Brandon Belt, you know, if there was a lefty in the lineup, he's not he's not playing. You know, um, so so you know he's going to be. I think um, you know this might be his last productive year as a as a as a professional hitter we'll, we'll we'll see but i think i think he's got some hits left in his bat and that he will be um a, a good uh presence in the jays lineup yeah um i mean i guess um we'll probably talk about this later but he seems to be also very popular with the team uh when this uh blue jays social media accounts uh posted all the players coming in um Justin Turner seemed to be very well received and uh mm. I, I I don't know it seems like he's probably a good signing for for morale at the very least. Well yeah, but morale at this point uh is okay but uh I think um a lot of the Jays fans are are pining for offense and and and, and to raise morale <laughs> by 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 uh getting some hits. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, okay, so next piece. This um, so going from the bottom up. Then this isn't a Blue Jays signing, but it is. Uh, it's in the Blue Jays notes, so I, I I guess we can cover it. I don't know. Well, he's a former Blue Jay because you know it's just it's just good to see um, Jay Jackson. He signed with the Minnesota Twins, so good to see him catch on with uh with with the team because I guess he you know the Jays didn't have room for him signing Yayo Rodriguez uh, in the in the bullpen. So you know he was kind of the odd man out uh, at the end of the year last year too. So it's good for him to kind of get uh get uh, a major league contract with the twins and and have a spot on a roster especially after you know it's been a, it wasn't an easy year for him with his baby being born prematurely and all that stuff too so so it's just good to see a good thing happen to a a, a good person yeah so that's why i put it in there because he has that jay's connection okay okay um, well, I guess speaking of good things happening, um, good thing happened for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I guess. Uh, so he had his arbitration hearing, which I thought was surprisingly short. Uh, like, don't these usually last longer? Like, it was basically no. just the one day. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's typical. Yeah. Um, anyways, he so he won the arbitration case. Um, so he's going to be paid $19.9 million dollars. I don't know why they didn't go for twenty, but uh, there's. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Blue Jays filed for eighteen million, eighteen point zero five. That seems like an yeah. odd number, but yeah. So, so I that that's good for Vladdy. Obviously, I I just uh, am hopeful. Like with these with these arbitration hearings, they have the the tendency. The, well, not the tendency, but they, there's the chance for them to go sour with the team bad mouthing the player. So, so I just hope that everything stays on a professional level and that there's no bad blood between player and team. And it doesn't seem that way. He didn't come out with any negative comments after his hearing. Uh, so that that's good. Good for Vladdy. Good for him to win uh, win the uh, the arbitration case and good for him to make some money and uh, hopefully he will continue uh in years forward making money for the blue jays but we'll have to wait and see yeah i haven't i i mean he were there any comments like i i hadn't heard any Mm-mm. comments the, what i heard was that he nothing didn't nothing anything. inflammatory no no I, I think he's i think that uh um he's staying quiet this season and hopefully he will let his uh play on the field speak for itself yeah um we'll have more to say about that, I think, in uh, in a little bit when we get to okay. our weekly outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in off the field, um, some good news, I guess, sort of. I mean, it's it's t- 
there was some news in the off earlier in the off season that uh, Ben Wagner wasn't going to continue as the radio play-by-play announcer. Um, so what they announced, what uh, Sportsnet announced, was Ben Shulman, uh, who is the son of uh, Dan Shulman, is going mm-hmm. to be the new Blue Jays radio voice and. Um, Chris LaRue will be the analyst beside him. And Chris LaRue was on the broadcast a lot last season. So that's not exactly new. Um, I I imagine this this was done mainly as a cost-saving thing because Ben Shulman, uh, I think already under contract, uh, Ben Wagner, I don't think he was, like, laid off. I think his contract was expiring. So I think it Mm. was just they didn't renew it. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's better than I think having um, uh, Arden Zwelling or Ben Nicholson Smith or whoever in 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 the booth because I their their uh, their podcast is fine but I don't like them in the calling the games. I haven't really heard them too much in the booth, so so I'll, I'll take your word for that. But yeah, no, nice to see uh, a, a family uh, getting a, a family affair um, with the Blue Jays. You know, having having father and son announcing games that's pretty that's a pretty cool thing. And I'm sure uh, they're both both Ben and and Dan Schulman are, are are very very excited and happy about that. Yeah, and I think Ben called some games last year when uh, when Wagner was off, so. Okay. Um, he's not exactly new to it. Um, there was a trade uh, from the Blue Jays. Not exactly the trade that most were probably expecting, but I think this was um, related to. I think you said it's related to the Yariel Rodriguez signing because yeah, because they needed to make an opening in the forty-man yeah. roster, so they traded Otto Lopez to the Giants uh, in exchange for cash consideration. So Otto Lopez, you know, he had a, a, a really great uh, World Baseball Classic showing last year. And a lot of people like were, 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 were thinking that he was going to be the next uh, player to be coming up to the to the to the team based on his performance in the minors. But uh, yeah, they just uh, it just never, never happened for him. So so good luck to to Otto in his uh, journey with the uh, with the Giants. I guess considering what they got in exchange for him, um, and they they probably didn't think look too highly on him, like as as a player of the future. So, I and also just the return teams. on a the return on basically a quad A type player is isn't going to be huge. Like he's not he's not a, he's not a, a top one hundred prospect. So you're not going to get like a you know a, a ton back for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, more off field news the next one i'm assuming this is all in chronological order is why yeah as, yeah <laughs> as, as i add them to my feed they 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 that the, 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 i put them in order i don't just like randomly just slot them in randomly into the list but yeah so this 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 came uh last last week i guess and during well during this past week uh, sometime between monday and 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 today which we're recording is sunday yeah. Um so there's there's the City Connect jersey is finally coming for Toronto, which is like what, three years in the that we've been waiting for it? Yeah, I don't know why it's taken so long, but it's interesting. I don't know if there's much to 
to to to pull from the the graphic they use, but like it, it, it's very black and white. So I wonder if that's going to be the uh, the color scheme. Um, I don't know if you saw this tweet from uh, I think it was Chris Bassett that tweeted yeah. that he wanted he wanted them to bring back the uh, the the black I, Jays jersey. From, I think from the, from the I think 2000s. Chris Bassett is is sometimes he's uh, he's kind of a a, a joker uh, on okay. Twitter. I, I think is he's he? probably because um, I, I know a lot of. Jays fans um, probably around our age don't really like the black jerseys. Uh, I'm I'm indifferent, but well, he, I think he he's probably about... just kind of trolling some of the fans. And I don't know, but yeah. that's the thing. He's not our age. He's at least ten years younger than I am. So he, so he might be into that sort of aesthetic, especially being a former Met who uh, also had similar all black uh, uh, alternate jerseys. Um, interestingly, just in related jersey news, um, the rest. Of the teams that are going to be rolling out uh, uh, City Connects this year are going to be the Guardians, Tigers, uh, Dodgers, interestingly, because they already had one. So maybe they're coming out with a new one. Uh, Twins, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, and the Rays. The Dodgers, maybe they'll have uh, something uh, with Japanese uh, culture associated with it. Maybe uh, (laughs) Shohei wanted something new. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I don't Um, know. Um, yeah, a former guest on the show, on our last show, actually, Phil Selig, he tweeted, uh, uh, they showed a picture of, of, of Shoya Otani in the, in the Dodgers um, uh, spring training gear, and they have the, that D uh, on their spring training hat for Dodgers, but it also looks exactly like the Chunichi Dragons hat, so he, he made a point of that, so <laughs> that, was, that was kind of funny. What, what, do you think, um, what do you think the City Connect jerseys are going to look like for Toronto? Um, I don't know what they're going to look like, but I'm pretty sure not everybody's going to agree whether or not these are positive things. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I have no idea. I think that they're going to end up being kind of bland, um, and and probably like because there's a there's probably I, I bet you the reason that they've waited so long for Toronto is because there's, there's probably a lot of pressure from from fans and and marketing to like they want to see something represent the whole country but and the I, jerseys I just are called not city Canadian flag, connect <laughs> but the jersey like they're called city connect jerseys yeah. so it should yeah. represent toronto if we're being technical so i think well, that's no, where nike is going to go here's the thing though um city connect you know it's it's it, it applies to all the major league teams uh, other than other than Toronto, because they play in cities, but Toronto is the only Canadian team. So it would it, 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 City Connect. The spirit of it is to embrace the overall culture of the of the region, and you can you could either take that take that as just being Toronto specific, or you could take it being as as Canada, uh, you know, going far and wide to Canada. But that but if if they were to go with all of Canada. Um, you definitely run the risk of either being really bland or or incredibly ugly and busy. Yeah, I, I think the the thing I've seen the most is um, fans wanting something either exactly the same as or very similar to that uh, indigenous theme design that came out uh, a couple seasons ago. Um, that would be that. I think that would be um, one that all fans could agree on. That wouldn't be very divisive at all, unless unless you're um, some sort of. You know, Unless you're major league baseball person, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, and, and, I, and, and speaking of major league baseball, they call this a regional sport. So the region, you could you could say is all of Canada. So I don't well, know. well, technically, well, there's there's a lot of uh, First Nations around the Toronto area. So that's yeah. that's the region. But I I doubt that they're going to go with uh, an indigenous theme. Maybe there might be some like slight like 
touches to it. Like, you know how some of the jerseys have had, like, stripes or something uh, mm. representing a, something specific? I think mm-hmm. it's going to be something small like that, but it won't be, like, the major theme of the jersey. That's that's what I think. Yeah. So as as of now, I couldn't figure – I didn't see any date as the as to the when they're going to unveil it or when they're going to wear it. But So we'll just have to wait and see and, and, and – well, it says between opening and day and the All-Star break, so sometime yeah. in, in uh, three months. Yeah, right. sometime in the next three months. And at some point, I'm sure it'll be, you know, we'll see a little leak of the of the jersey in the Jays store or something like that that uh, will we'll come out on, on Twitter or, or maybe Blue Sky. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so next piece of news. Um, this is a minor league signing i don't yeah I it's don't... a minor league signing eduardo escobar um is they signed him uh last week he'll play according to ethan diamandis uh second base and third base but he'll he'll see most of his time i would think in buffalo just kind of a, a depth signing right so just like kind of uh um what was it like just insurance basically in case of injuries yep. Yeah, Otto Lopez. Maybe is maybe he's the replacement for Otto Lopez too, because Otto Lopez played infield. Um, so so yeah, that's 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 just an interesting signing that we saw there. Um, well, not interesting. Just just it's there, so we should we should talk about it a little <laughs> bit. But uh, I guess so. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely not the big signing of the year. <laughs> um, no, not not so far. Um, okay, so next item uh, we mentioned the All Star break. Um, the it, Toronto just hosted the NHL All-Star game. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. It seems like um so the Blue Jays are in the mix for uh one of the All-Star games um coming up in baseball. Yeah, they're the the 20 the 2027 and the 2028 All-Star games have yet to be announced and it sounds like the Cubs and the Blue Jays are are uh, according to uh, Sportsnet, they, they're calling them prime candidates to host those uh, those two All Star games. Um, and and interestingly, those the last time uh, the 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 Cubs and the Blue Jays hosted those games were 1990 for the Cubs and 1991 for the Blue Jays. So if you're going to go chronological, maybe the Cubs get uh, the 27 game and the Jays get the 28 game. Well, I guess interestingly, so w- what year did the Sky Dome open? Was it 1989? Yeah, 89, I believe. Yeah, so then they would have they had the All-Star game in 91 to kind of probably ostensibly showcase the the new stadium and now they're yep. they're just doing these new renovations to to um to make the the um the Roger Center more of a baseball stadium so it kind of lines up a little bit that way too that they would yep, have yep. uh you know get all the all the kinks worked out maybe some extra upgrades smaller upgrades and and show off I I, I bet that they looked pretty closely at what Toronto did for the NHL All Star Game apparently that was yeah. that went very well. Yeah, and, and and the Cubs too. Like they're in the kind of the same boat as far as renovations to their stadium. They've been renovating their stadium quite a bit since 1990, and it's a almost you could say a completely different new stadium, other than the maybe the urinals. I don't know if you've heard about the urinals over there, but uh, but yeah, they've got they've they've got that whole area built up with with real estate and stuff. So it's a, it's a completely. Do they uh, grow a different kind of ivy in the outfield? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, maybe maybe it's not Ivy at all with uh, with uh, things being legal these days. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> um, okay. Um, another former Blue Jay signing. This is, I don't know, not this was really on a Friday. big deal. Sorry. 
not I said not really a big deal, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, uh, he, he's he's a depth guy for the Phillies. Whit Merrifield signed a one-year, $8 million contract and a club option for 2025. Um, so he could earn up to $16 million. So uh, maybe a little bit less than what uh, Whit Merrifield was hoping to to get in free agency. But uh, he catches on with a, with a team that should be good um, uh, next year. Their expectations are that the Phillies will be a, a, a contending team for sure. I'm, I'm, yeah, a little surprised that it's a small deal because I thought he would have, you know, had a pretty, a pretty good contract after his last couple of years with the Blue Jays. Well, he, was, he, he kind of uh, he ended last year not very well, so so I'm I'm not super surprised. I think I think you know he is he is uh, getting old. So for for a player, and and and, and but to be fair on on his side, he he had a late start to his career as well. He started in his late twenties, but he's entering his mid thirties now, and and he kind of uh, dropped off a little bit uh, for the Jays. Uh, in the second half of the of, of the year, so so it's kind of a, a prove it type deal for him with uh, with the Phillies. Uh, yeah, and and the, this isn't in the notes, but I guess um, uh, Chapman's still waiting on uh, on a prove it deal. I'm surprised he's not signed <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah, Chapman and uh, Cody Bellinger; those are the two big free agents still still waiting in the wind. But uh, you know, um, there's still some time. I, I'm my my guess would be next week should be a time when they sign because uh spring training is going to be starting uh pretty pretty soon yeah oh um well next note uh last note here this was a pretty recent signing uh a bit of a surprise too the blue jays signed daniel vogelbach vogelbach bringing bringing vogelbach back (laughs) <laughs> Bringing Vogelback back to the Jays, I don't know if you remember, but in 2020 he played uh, very briefly for for the Blue Jays. No, uh, I don't remember this. I don't, I don't know if he actually played. I, I, there was a highlight reel of his at bats, and they were all strikeouts, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll he'll fit right in with the Blue Jays then. Yeah, no, but he he again another another depth guy. He'll be he'll be uh, playing um, you know in, mostly in Buffalo, I would guess, unless there's injury. Um, and Ben Nicholson Smith tweets that. Uh, Meanwhile, the path to an opening opening day job because of the signing uh, may have been become become more challenging for Spencer Horowitz. Uh, so, so uh, you know, it's it this adds more depth and more more you know makes the the Jays a better team in general. And then there was an article that I saw. I, I think it came out on Twitter, but it's an athletic article yeah. uh, by Corey Brock. And apparently, you say Kikuchi used to be a teammate of Vogelbach back when they were in Seattle, and he named his son. After Daniel Vogelbach, his his son, which is a very good first name as well, Leo, uh, Leo Daniel Vogel uh, Kikuchi is, uh, is 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 what he named his son. So that's that that was an interesting little tidbit of news, and that that that'll be a fun thing if if, if Vogelbach does make an appearance with the team uh, to see to see them uh, kind of interact together because they're kind of a, a bit of an odd couple, I guess. Yeah, uh, they, I guess. They, yeah, because um, because uh, yeah, Vogelbach helped kikuchi with his english in seattle yeah okay yeah that's, so that's what it's so that, that 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 was a fun little story that came out about of that so that, that's one of those things that like you know reasons why baseball is 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 fun where you get these just random connections and yeah vogelbach is like i don't know is he is he the godfather of of, of, of the son as well or but at the very least he, the son was named after him so that's that that's that's pretty fun i guess as far as godfather is concerned i guess that would depend on on whether um, the Kikuchis are Catholic or not? I think. Is oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's they a, call them Uncle Vogi. I don't think that's a Godfather. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, so that that was a cool little be- piece of of of, of news. Uh, one of those, yeah, like I said, fun things that comes about uh, uh, generally in, in during the, uh, the 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 spring training lull where there's not a lot of stories to, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go into our weekly outcomes then? Yes. Before let's any do that. other notes, let's do that. Okay. Oh, well, I actually have some. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I wrote some down. So um, I'll start with the strikeouts. Um, so with pitchers and catchers reporting, was it was it just last week that they started reporting? Yes, they, they yeah. reported on the 15th, I believe, was the official report date. Anyway, um, so there's the usual, um, you know, best shape of their career uh, type of articles coming out. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of focus on Manoa specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like he's trimmed down a lot or at least replaced uh, or he's built up some muscle. Um, uh-huh. But uh, the strikeout being that uh, just seeing fans microanalyzing Manoa's size and shape, and there's still a lot of negative comments out there about Manoa. So I, I just think that it's it's not worth uh, talking about that kind of stuff. Um, I mentioned Ben Nicholson Smith and Arden Zwelling on their um, on their podcast. They mentioned like baseball players are all different shapes and sizes and different abilities. So it's, there's no ideal body shape or size for baseball players. And I think it's uh, just fans should just stop and just worry about whether Manoa can actually uh, pitch well. That's, that's the thing they should be microanalyzing. Yeah, and 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 I think the only thing we need to worry about as far as size goes with Manoa is his beard size, because I guess that's that's he's, he's grown out. Oh of yeah, beard. that's that's the story of spring training is the beards. Yeah, no, I I, I like the look. Yeah, I like the uh, the the less the less uh, chiseled, uh, the less less uh, clean cut look that he's going with there. So so maybe maybe it, maybe it means he's 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 entering this season with more of a an edge on his shoulder, uh, an, an edge to his game in general. So so but well, we'll if see we're going to overanalyze. Gets... That's that's the, that's what we should be overanalyzing Have... is, is his facial hair. Maybe instead of uh, Mary Brown sponsorship, he'll get in on those Gillette sponsorship ads where they're currently using. Raptors players, maybe he'll edge his beard with uh, Gillette's tools. Maybe. Well, that last year, in previous years, his 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 beard had more of an edge, but now it's it's more it's more wild. But yeah, but maybe that's what he's he's angling for is to get someone to to sponsor him to 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 to, to cut his beard. Maybe. Okay. What do yeah. you have? Um, well, my strikeout. You mentioned this pitchers and catchers reporting. My strikeout is that. Pitchers and catching catchers report day was to- completely off my radar, and I have no idea why that was. I just didn't didn't even think to to notice it. I maybe I I've just I, I guess I've been more offline lately, but I just didn't notice that uh, you know like you t- generally get all like the the reports of of and and, and video of, of of you know pitchers and catchers playing catch and throwing to each other, but I just I just really didn't even clue in until like a, a day or two later. I, I see. Well, um, I, I've been getting it because, so I'm not on Twitter, but on all the new social media accounts like Blue Sky and Mastodon, they are mirroring the Blue Jays' uh, official accounts. And I mean, I see them on Instagram too, so that's where I'm seeing mm-hmm. all the all the updates. And I still keep an eye on the Reddit Blue Jays uh, subreddit, uh, mm-hmm. even though that's where a lot of the the negativity is coming from instead of Twitter. So I'm I'm trying to to not look at that so often but that tends mm-hmm. to be where i get the news um i guess you know what i'll go to the home run because we're still talking about um you know 
pitchers and catchers reporting. So in, in general, my home run is, is players reporting to camp, just seeing all these uh, videos of all the players showing up and being happy and ready to get mm-hmm. to work. Um, that's generally my, my home run. And my question that I asked you and I said I would ask you on, on the podcast is, is I feel like um, th- this is an outlier this year of all the position players also reporting to to spring training. I thought they showed up later after the pitchers and catchers. Is it They're normal for them to just... They're required to show up at the same time but you do see a lot of players um show up early but they're not they're, they're definitely not required to uh some players wait as long as possible like uh zach granke is i don't think he signed with anybody yet but uh, zach granke was uh when he was playing under dehorius late uh he would he, by i guess as late as possible the latest he could show up was was when pitchers and catchers report but uh yeah they're not required to but a lot of players like to get an early start just to kind of be part of the team um and i will mirror your home run i think it's the exact same thing as as pitchers and catchers report Uh, but i'll take it in a different angle it just means that uh it means that the baseball season will be starting soon we have to we have to kind of endure uh maybe a month or six weeks of meaningless baseball to get there but uh we're we're, we're getting close we're getting close to a season starting which is pretty pretty fun and pretty cool and uh i am excited to see what this team looks like yeah should be should be interesting um so i have a, a no decision um and it's vlad's arbitration case um in general i'm not i'm kind of neutral about it like I, i'm not too worried about the outcome or the relationship between the team and Vlad. But I just, you know, I think a lot of people were making a big deal about uh, possible animosity between Vlad and the team. And I I don't think it's there, but I was in Toronto the, the week of his arbitration case. And I was watching um, breakfast television every morning, just to just after getting ready, just waiting to, to get out the door and, uh, Sid, formerly of Tim and Sid, he had this big rant about how it was it was really bad that Toronto was uh, dragging him to arbitration and not signing him. And I, I think he's on breakfast television. He's kind of being the um, the casual sports viewer voice and yeah. and not actually doing analysis. But I just I, I thought that was not really a good take to spread to casual sports viewers because now there's the general the general fan is going to be like wow he's he's going to hate the team so much and that's going to be the narrative from casual fans and that's not going to be fun throughout the year no that will that will not be fun if that is indeed the narrative but yeah that's what that's part of enduring those six weeks of spring training where there were, were kind of reporters sometimes they have to kind of push the narrative a little bit so to say, in order to uh, get through these six Sid's weeks. Sid's not even a reporter, though. Meaningless baseball. He's a breakfast yeah, well, television host. He's a talking head. Um, but yeah, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my no decision now. And I was I I, I alluded to this uh, after my home run is the, the the it'll be it'll be fun to watch this team and it'll be I th- I think I think that uh, Blue Jays fans in general are going to embrace. Uh, that this the, the new team identity and the new team identity we didn't and it started last year the teams just uh, play, fans just had a different expectation of this team but the new the new team identity is that this is a, a pitching and defense strong team um, if there's hitting that will come along um, and that would be a good plus but I think that uh, our expectations have shifted now and that this new team identity of being a good pitching and a good defensive team um, will will help to 
make this season feel a little bit less frustrating than last year. Because if we had if we had this mentality that we because because fans didn't expect the 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 Jays to be this strong defensively last year. They were they were they were under the impression, especially with the new Roger Center renovations, that this was going to be a huge offensive year for the Jays and that that's that just didn't happen and that was where the disappointment came but I think a lot of fans know... found last season to be offensive yeah yes yes and in, in, in this in a different sort of sense yes but I think that fans now know that their expectations need to shift uh to use a defensive term uh <laughs> but but uh, the year. shift was banned uh, good points good points so so we need to unban the adjustment of our expectations and shift to a new reality. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> with the with the defensive uh, focus, um, I think I think that'll be good because it's been widely pointed out that it's unlikely that Blue Jays' starting rotation is going to be as healthy as it was last year. So having a well, strong defense that... will only help. Yeah, like they were, they were um, incredibly healthy and incredibly lucky. Um, very similar to, I think that 2015 uh, playoff team where they they used hardly any extra starters at all. So, so yeah, that was definitely something that um, uh, you know, I. I was I was like I was always nervous about the lack of pitching depth that the Blue Jays had, and there's still a lack of pitching depth there, but. Um, I think they have a little bit more depth with with Ricky Tiedemann kind of being a, getting another year under his belt, and and you know from the reports that Chris Bassett has been tweeting about uh, the, his contact with Alec Manoa, um, the, he's saying that the ball is looking better coming out of his hands and things like that. So you know we all have to wait and see. Obviously, get you know like muddle through the, those 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 weeks of spring training, but uh, there's a little bit more pitching depth. But I would be com- comfortable with. A little bit more pitching depth, but I think that seems to be a, a going trend among teams. Is 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 a bit of a thin starting pitching uh, uh, rotation uh, in general. All right. Well, why don't we look ahead at uh, do a Blue Jays look ahead? Sorry. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So we actually have a schedule of sorts. I mean, we already had the spring training schedule, but uh, you got a broadcast schedule. The broadcast schedule. Yeah, so um, Sportsnet is going to be airing, I think, how many games did they say? Was it 26, 27 games? 26 games. Um, and Dan Schulman will be uh, in the booth with Buck Martinez and, and Joe Siddle as well. Um, Hazel Maynard and Zwelling will be on the field. Uh, Shai Davidi and Ben Nicholson-Smith will, will be there as well. Um, ben Schulman will be making his radio debut, um, so that'll that'll be fun uh, fun to hear all the all the everybody there. So uh, opening uh, day on <laughs> opening spring training game is going to be Saturday, February twenty fourth. So that's next weekend. That's next weekend, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, Against and the Phillies, just they, to... they play the Phillies and the Yankees a lot in spring training. Well, yeah. I mean, you could probably just say the Blue Jays are going to play the Phillies, and you'll be right ninety uh, percent of the time. Um, like the Phillies, Yankees. Tigers and Pirates are, are like the, the most common opponents. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to ask um, about, uh, speaking of Ben Shulman, did the articles mention whether they would be actually going on the road this year or are they still going to be broadcasting from Toronto? I have no idea. We're going to have to wait and see. That'll, that'll be the, the suspense to uh, get us through this week is to see, will, will he be on site well, I, uh, I, I'm 100% sure he won't be on site for spring training, but uh, okay. 
At least that's that's my guess. I'm surprised that they're not doing um, a, a simulcast for spring training mm-hmm. games. And I wonder, I wonder if Ben Shulman will room with his dad <laughs> <laughs> if he's in if he's in Florida. Anyway, I don't yeah. know. Um, okay, so we have MLB news. Are we going from bottom to top again, or we'll go uh... from the top to the bottom this time, just to switch things up for okay. you here? Um, so the big news this past week is that Rob Manfred mentioned that uh, he's going to be retiring when his term ends in early 2029. So uh, we have uh, five more years of of Rob Manfred uh, as MLB commissioner. Uh, I is that is that good or bad? I don't know. It depends on who comes next. Uh, it, it's it's um, a lot of re- a lot of people I follow on Twitter like are saying like you know like it's good that he's so bad at his job because we know that. But if we have someone who's 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 good at lying to the fans because the, basically the MLB commissioner's job is to act as a spokesperson for the owners. I thought you were going to say the MLB commissioner's job is to lie to fans. <laughs> Well, I was getting there. <laughs> I was getting there. No, but his job is to is is to advocate for the owners, which in 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 uh, in a translation is to lie <laughs> to the fans, which is which. And as we all know, Rob Manfred is not good uh, lying because we can see through that, and he's not good in general uh, in, in his public speaking. But if we get someone who's good at that, like. I don't know, like off the top of my head, someone who would be good at that would be maybe Theo Epstein, who's now on the ownership side of things. Um, that would uh, not be a good thing in general for the sport because we don't want someone who's good at his job to be a commissioner. Um, okay, so you want someone bad at his job to be commissioner. Okay, so well, yeah, or that's, that's the quote I'm getting from you. You want someone to be bad at being commissioner. Okay. Yes, well, I, I want someone, yeah, yeah, because, well, I don't want the sport to suffer, but I want, I want to make sure that, that fans don't, uh, don't just completely believe what they hear when it comes to whatever's coming out of the owner, ownership's mouth. I see, I see. Um, okay, so a player that was on the Blue Jays' radar, Jorge Soler, Soler? Jorge, Jorge um, Soler, yeah. Signed with the Giants. Yeah, he signed with the Giants this past weekend, or I guess earlier in the week. He signed a three-year deal, I think, something for like forty something, forty plus million dollars, forty-two million. I want to say off the top of my head. So, uh, you know that that's the Giants finally signed a player. So that's there. There you go. <laughs> um, and so he's a DH and outfielder. So yeah, he, um, he'd play like left field for them if if, if anything. And I think he's a left-handed bat as well. So I'm not so so uh, I'm not sure how that plays in in San Francisco. But uh, you know he should he should uh, he he's an all or nothing type hitter. He's going to strike out or, or he's, he's going to hit home runs or he's going to strike out. So uh, um, you know uh, the 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 Giants definitely need a power hitter in their lineup, and uh, you know hopefully he will help improve the team because I, I would like to see. Uh, a good Giants team. I don't want to see a 500 Giants team like we have been the past couple of years. So, so probably he wouldn't have been a good signing for the Blue Jays because from when we were mentioning the team identity, it sounds like the Blue Jays would rather have someone who is both a good hitter and good defensively. So I don't know. Like I could have, I could have, I could have, I, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, justified it in my mind if they signed him because they, they they do need someone who gets more than 30 home runs because i think that uh vladdy he he didn't he didn't cross the 30 home run mark and he led the team in uh, in home runs so they need they need they just definitely need some home runs in the lineup so there you go 
Well, I guess we'll see what happens, though, with the Blue Jays mm-hmm. and what their mm-hmm. offense does. Um, okay, so next piece of news. I don't exactly know the, the details of this, of what uh, what happened, but uh, the headline is former Mets GM Billy Epler has been placed on the ineligible list. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember, um, I guess this was maybe December, um, he was supposed to have been the GM for the Mets, but he actually stepped down because there was an investigation uh, in, uh, under because he was he was, I guess, uh, th- they said he was putting players on the injured list who weren't actually injured. And this is a oh, common okay. practice amongst all GMs. And <laughs> but uh, I guess someone had a bone to pick with him or something um, or an agenda or some some sort of I don't know why it was Billy Epler that was specifically uh, uh, targeted in, in this. I think I think maybe they just wanted to make an example out of someone. Maybe I don't know. That's the only reason I can think of. Um, but he is suspended basically for the year um, because he was putting players on the injured list who weren't actually injured. But again, like I said, it's something that uh, is is quite a common practice. Uh, especially, I think the Dodgers are, 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 I think, one of the most notorious teams for doing that. And I, I don't know. Well, it um, happens mainly with pitchers, right? Like the yeah, with pitch exactly. Like I think Yusei Kikuchi had some some neck problems a couple of years ago when he was also having some pitching problems. Yeah. So so it it, it happens. Um, and it could have been very well a tactic that last year that the Jays could have taken with with Alec Manoa had he not uh, been so vocal about his disappointment uh, not playing. <laughs> Not, not not pitching for the team so yeah uh, but yeah that that was that that's a big story uh he was supposed to have been the gm but he had to resign uh you know uh, and and this you know the the mets have had these kind of problems following them for the past like you know forever it seems so mets probably not going to be a good team uh, in the next couple of years uh well no that's that, that i'm not saying that because you know they have a they have a, a pretty good bench coach now I would say and, and John Gibbons, um, uh, but no they're they're they they have a good owner and they have they they have the uh, the the kind of uh, the the frame in place of, of to be a good team they just need to kind of build it up they need to build up their 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 minor leagues which is they're working on so so I would not be surprised for instance if they did make the playoffs. Uh, this year, but I would also be not surprised if they didn't make the playoffs this year. But they're not going to be they're they're not they're not the Mets of old. I think I think they have turned a corner. It's just you know they, they these things just keep on happening to them. It's 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 it must be pretty frustrating for Mets fans. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this next piece of news is actually kind of interesting, considered considering what came out uh, from the NHL during their All Star break this year. Um, so MLB owners heard a presentation on how. MLB players could play in the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. Um, and I just mentioned the NHL because they said that there's uh, there's plans for NHL players to go to the Olympics uh, in the next in the coming years as well. So um, what uh, what is the the possibilities of this uh, of MLB players? Well, I guess they instead of having it in the uh, spring training months. Um, which you know it did work last year it was entertaining but it would be better to have it in uh instead of the all-star game in 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 july and that's that was the presentation um it'd be a five or a six day tournament in mid-july which would be outside of the olympics though generally because aren't they're usually in august aren't they it depends on the on the host country, I think, and 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 when they want to have it, I suppose. But uh, yeah, so but a, a you know a week long tournament in mid July, 
uh, six or eight nations, they're saying, um, and they could just cancel the All-Star game because it would be a bigger showcase for the sport to have, you know, an international competition uh, in, 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 in L.A. Uh, L.A. has got, you know, the, the, the stadiums, uh, you know, in, in, with the Dodgers and, and Angels in place already. So um, I'm, I'm all for that. We'll have to wait and see if this actually, you know, would happen. And, and I, I wonder, we, you know, we mentioned that Rob Manfred is retiring. This could be his ultimate legacy if he decides to mm-hmm. make this, this happen um, the year before he retires, having a big showcase internationally for the, for the sports uh, in the Olympics. So I, I, guess- I, I think it would be fun to have, have uh, major league professional players playing in the Olympics. I guess also if, if they were to do that, cancel the All-Star break, it's possible that uh, if Chicago got 2027, Toronto may not get it at all. That is a good point. I didn't think about the uh, the uh, 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 outcomes that could come from that. But yeah, who knows if they if so so for Jays fans, this could, you know if if Cubs get the twenty twenty seven game and the, there's the twenty twenty eight game up in the air, this could be you know Jays fans might have to wait till twenty twenty nine. But mm-hmm. which you know is is it, it, as long as they they don't get passed over completely, that that's fine. But yeah, there could be some fallout for for the Jays' hopes of getting the All Star game in twenty twenty. Well, that that, that depends sure. if if Toronto signs a uh, a major international free agent, uh, maybe baseball thinking it's bad for baseball for Toronto to get a free agent, they might skip Toronto for the All Star game. You never know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, a couple of player signings: um, Jose Altuve re-signed with the Houston Astros. Yeah, five-year, $125 million contract extension. So that's – that basically is going to – looks like it's going to make him a an Astro for life. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, you know, coming out of this. Like, what what does this mean for a guy like Alex uh, Bregman, who, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be a free agent, I think – after next year, are they going to try to resign him, or are they just going to let him go? Um, you know, if they if if they're having a down year, which I don't th- don't think that they will, might they trade him halfway through the season at the All Star break? Uh, but but yeah, I think that they basically picked Jose Altuve over over Bregman as as their as their as their uh, heart of the team going forward. I see, um, and then another resigning, uh, Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers. Yeah, this came earlier than I thought it would. I thought that maybe he would resign. Um, in the in middle of the season, but we, you know, we were talking a couple weeks ago about all the deferred contracts um, uh, that the, that the uh, Dodgers have signed. You know, you have uh, uh, Shohei Otani and and Teoscar Hernandez uh, also uh, uh, deferred some salary. Uh, Kershaw himself will be deferred for for about half the year until he he plays for the uh, <laughs> for the right. Dodgers when he, when his injury heals. Right, so I guess that's a good reason, good thing that the Dodgers signed a couple of uh, strong pitchers. Oh no, wait, that's right. Shohei Otani is not pitching next year. Never mind. He, he will he will only DH <laughs> this year, but yeah, um, but they're 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 going to win the division. I'll, I'll give you a spoiler alert right there. Um, well, let's let's not get that far ahead. I guess we can preview the season uh, in in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, when we when we see the the meaningful spring training games. Um, an extension, not a re-signing, I guess. Uh, Royals extended a really big extension for Bobby Witt Jr., 11 years. 11 years, $288 million, as per Jeff Passan of ESPN. So, you know, he, he I think this is his... Last year was maybe his second full season in MLB. Um, so they've kind of, you know, uh, put... Uh, 
the kind of the franchise kind of uh, label on him. And I think this is also they, they wanted to do this, too, because Kansas City wants to build a new stadium downtown. So this is kind of like, you know, they want to get their 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 key player you know, going forward, locked locked into a contract, and show that they're they're you know like they're they're serious about spending money and and building a contender. Um, how old is their stadium? Is it it's pretty... it's one of the older stadiums in the league. It could uh, other other than like you know Chicago and Boston. Um, there's L A uh, is one of the older ones. Kauffman Stadium is one of the older ones for Kansas City, but they have done quite a few renovations, and it's something that they don't actually need to replace. Kauffman Stadium is one of the nicer stadiums. I was going to say. In the league. It's, it's fairly nice isn't it like it's it, it, it's, it's a nice stadium it's just i guess because it's um out outside of the, the the downtown core they could be making more money if they have a stadium downtown uh but yeah it's not something that they really need to do uh but it's something i guess that they they want to do <laughs> uh, okay um and uh next oh this there's there's a few more notes still but yeah. um next one is uh, you mentioned earlier theo epstein Theo Epstein, yeah, he uh, was uh, part of the rules committee and, and a big part of MLB's head office. He has joined Fenway Sports Group as a partial owner and senior advisor. So he has returned to the Red Sox. So maybe this will mean more uh, of an idea of what direction, a more, a more concrete direction of what the the Red Sox are going to do. He might. I'm not sure what his role is with specifically with the Red Sox because the ownership group also owns the Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah. uh, Liverpool Football Club. Um, I'm not sure what RFK Racing is, but uh, and they also own the New England Sports Network. So still, I think he'll he'll have a larger, a more general role with the team. He's not going to have a day to day kind of player acquisition. But uh, my my question is, what does this mean? Because he was a big voice in the rules committee. What does this mean going forward for for the rules committee? It's, it's, it's going to be inter- interesting to see how uh, Major League Baseball takes shape now that he has uh, you know joined rejoined the Red Sox. I see. Um, and uh, major trade. Uh, this is the last piece of news I think about uh, um, about players. Uh, major yeah. trade from Baltimore and Milwaukee. Yeah. So this is a uh, the biggest trade of the off season so far. I would say uh, the Baltimore Orioles traded for Corbin Burns from the Brewers in exchange for Joey Ortiz, DL Hall, and the thirty fourth pick in uh, this year's uh, draft. So that um, I think this move makes uh, Baltimore still the team to beat in the AL East. Uh, yeah, it seems that way. Um, I guess uh, I mean until this move, I think that they hadn't done very much to improve right so no but you know they yeah they they, their pitching was still you know they could uh, every team like i said can use more pitching but they definitely needed some more depth as far as their pitching goes and and you know i i think that just you know another year of experience under their their young players belts is going to make them a very dangerous and scary team going forward And last bit of news, we always like uniform news. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So spring training caps and baseball helmets. Uh, or, well, yeah, practice hats, sorry. Not, uh, practice not hats, helmets. Yeah. yeah, so the spring training caps uh, have been released. Lots of orange. I was going to say, there's uh, lots of similar thing. colors. Uh, lots of red, yellow. Um, there's There's quite a bit of powder blue in there. Yeah, Jays have a powder blue brim with the uh, 
kind of the the with the white front pa- panel. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like. Just looking at all, all these, I don't like Houston's. I don't like the two tone, the two different tones of orange that Houston is going yeah, for. Yeah, it's I'm not, not really look good. And and as well, Detroit is a little bit on the bright side, but it looks like they're going with the screaming tiger. Oh no, it's it's not that's not the the vintage. It's just tiger. a tiger. It's just a tiger, yeah. And the other one that I really don't understand, I guess it's sort of, an, again, more of a vintage feel, is the Washington Nationals. It's just a big block W, and it just looks a little just generic to me. Um, and some of these yellow caps, like the 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 the, the, the Rays, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, the A's looks it, like it could be an interesting one, though, for the yellow caps. Um, yeah, The, the and Rays kind of like fits in with their general color scheme, it, and, I, I think, so... I, I like the Marlins. They go. They're going with the teal. They're going back to the teal uh, for their cap here. So that's interesting. Yeah, Yankees looks pretty boring. Um, as as per yeah. usual. I, I don't like the the Mets one. Is that's similar to like it's it's not two different tones, uh, but it kind of just doesn't look very good. It's kind of looks similar to the Astros hat. Um, just the colors don't look right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. In general, they're they're just some interesting choices. Like, there's a gray White Sox cap. There's there's the, the Minnesota Twins have the the mini St. Paul flags as their main logo. So that's 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 it's just very interesting. And then these batting practice hats, though. They're they, um, you know, I I I badmouth the uh, the Houston Astros for their spring training, but their batting practice hat is pretty. I think that's pretty cool with the, with I the think tequila the, sunrise going on, on their front panel there. The batting practice hats in general look like I hadn't seen these until just now. They all look pretty good. I'm not a fan yeah, of the Blue Jays bad. hat, but like even the Yankees have something different. Like they theirs is is a departure from uh, tradition, I would say. Yeah, but the, the disappointing thing about these batting practice hats is that none of the players are actually going to wear these. <laughs> what What do you mean? They, they, I thought. Why wouldn't they wear them during batting they practice? Just, they, 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 don't, they don't wear these hats. They, they're, it's yeah, they just do. a marketing thing. They don't you see them in, in the interviews. They're wearing these things all the time. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But they, you definitely don't see these hats as often. Uh, uh, and, and another interesting one is, is that I think only one of them really features the mascot, which is the, the, um, the, the, the Philly fanatic is, 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 is featured as the, uh, uh, on, on the Phillies batting practice hat. So that's pretty fun. Uh, interesting. And I, I also would point out uh, a classic Marlins look in their batting practice hat. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the the, the pinstripe on the hat thing. But that's just that's my just own reflecting aesthetic. their jersey, though. Like their original. But they don't jersey. have pinstripes. Well, they're original. They don't have pinstripes anymore. Anyway. They, they need. To, they need to bring. Like I've said before, they need to bring back that original jersey. Um, okay, so I think that's it for the uh, for the baseball notes in general. So I think that we should uh, keep things moving and uh, check in with the senators with sends from home. Okay, so let's cue the horns. Um, we'll go through this pretty quick, but um, in general, the Sens have been playing a lot better, uh, a lot better hockey in the last, I would say, 15 games. I don't have the exact record right now. Um, yeah, no, I saw I saw a stat, something like they're like seven, they have seven wins or something, like seven, probably, one and two or something in the last 10, something like that. Now they're probably, I think, seven, three and two. Uh, so um, I guess that's what... Uh, 12 games? Yeah. Anyway. Something like that. Um, so they they had a big 5-3 win versus the Maple Leafs. The big story out of that was uh, Ridley Gregg 
uh, taking a slap okay. shot on the empty net, uh, which uh, Morgan Riley decided to go and cross-check Ridley Gregg, and that resulted in a five-game suspension, which uh, last I heard he was appealing. I don't know if there's an outcome to that yet. No idea. Um, but uh, Morgan Riley is the Leafs' best defenseman, apparently, so uh, they're fighting for a wild-card spot in the playoffs, and that's so that's not good for them. So Ridley um, Gregg did his job. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, I, I, I have. I, I won't get into opinions on that because that's been talked about. But uh, you know what, though, you know yeah. what will be fun? The next game between the Leafs and Sens, which isn't until next season. They've finished playing each other this season. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> we'll have to wait a year. Six-three <laughs> um, win versus the Blue Jackets. This was uh, the return of Anton Forsberg from injury, and okay. because he returned from injury. Uh, and the Sens uh, had uh, Zub was out for I don't think it was injury I think he was sick, uh, but they had to play with five defensemen because uh, of salary cap rules oh. they could not call up another player. So um, I, I think considering that they played with five defensemen they did all right. Um, I we watched that game and uh, they did not play very well at all uh, in the second period, uh, but they ended up pulling out uh, the win six to three. Now was. Was this before or after the Blue Jack- Jackets fired their, their general manager? Oh, Yarmo this was before. Kirkland. They they fired uh, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen. I can't. Anyway, they fired their GM after this game. Uh, I see. So the return of uh, of the Senators beating teams and them firing their staff. That happened a couple <laughs> seasons ago. Then um, a 5-1 loss against the Ducks. I didn't see that one, but it was pretty bad. 3-2 loss yesterday versus Chicago. Um, so I that's think... a couple of losses against teams that are, in theory, not as good as the Senators are. Yeah, uh, lower in the standings, I think, in, out west. Yeah. And then uh, something I heard, um, so we have the uh, the Horns uh, playing for Sens from Home. Apparently that's called Danger Flutes is the name of that piece. And really? apparently the Sens are no longer using it in the uh, in when they – you know, waiting for the the players to show up for for warm up or to hit the ice. Um, no, I don't think they've used it for a while. I think it's been no, like no. That. This is a recent change. They oh, yeah? they stopped using it for for a while, and then they returned to using it, and now they're using uh, Hell's Bells by ACDC. I see. But do you think that they're not using it using Danger Flutes because it it, it is they're just going to retitle it because there's no flutes at all in this song? <laughs> I don't know. Um, they should call it Danger Horns. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the sends update. Um, they're, they're, so end of, end of the bottom line is they're playing better. Uh, and they, that's a good sign, um, that they're, yeah. they're playing better. Uh, and I guess we were going to do, uh, PWHL updates, but I don't, I haven't really been following them too much. Uh, but I, I looked it up and Ottawa is, uh, two, three, and four. Uh, which is last in the league, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. um, that's that's good for ten points. So I, I I don't remember how the breakdown is exactly, but I think it's three points for a win and well, two points I'm... or one point for uh, for overtime losses. So that would be yeah six six points. They have ten points, so six from the two wins and four points from the overtime losses. 
Yeah, I have, I have no idea, but at the very least, that they're staring, staying on brand as as an Ottawa team. <laughs> I guess so. And then just in <laughs> and general, I'll, I'll have more to say about the PWHL after the break. Actually, okay, okay. Um, PWHL in general, um, a new a new attendance record was set. So Ottawa set the first attendance record. Then it was beat by Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then uh, Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena set a new attendance record uh, in their game versus Montreal. So. Um, great news for the league in general. Uh, yeah, I, I actually thought that was in Montreal, but it makes sense that it. No, it was in, in it was in Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, no, that's, that is great. That's nice to see um, fans coming out and supporting. Uh, you know, women's hockey. It's great. Makes me wonder if um, the uh, the Ottawa team will try to have a game at the Canadian Tire Center. Uh, and see they should. If, they should. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how how uh how they'll work that out but you know maybe they might i don't know yeah but they also might have the the going to the uh the td arena might also be part of the reason like i don't i don't know maybe they might not get as many fans going out to the canadian tire center maybe know. yeah it's more central as far as having a stadium uh in in the city uh which uh is also uh, something that uh, the senators would would prefer as well but why don't why don't we um take a break and we'll come back and like i said i'll have some um i'll have some more things to say about the pwhl and uh, you'll have some things to say about other things as well yeah for sure And we are back from our quick break. Um, so, well, yeah, we're going to the personal outcomes before. Um, I guess maybe we should explain our outcomes a little bit because you were saying we have maybe some some new listeners a little bit. Um, you know, our, 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 we have our, our, our weekly outcomes for the Jays, which are home runs, uh, strikeouts, and no decisions. You know, and they pretty much speak for themselves. Home runs are good. Strikeouts are negative. No decisions are kind of could be either. Neutral. Anyways. Yeah, neutral. I think they I, tend or, to be more positive than negative, or than neutral. Or, or just so just say. off, the, just wacky, wacky. They could be wacky. They could be whatever we want them to be. No decisions. We we can we can hold off our decision making processes to whether they're positive or ne- negative until later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, why don't you go first? Okay, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I, I mentioned that uh, I, I teased this before the break. Uh, Krista and I went to a PWHL game uh, on Saturday, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was it was a pretty fun game. The, it was it was uh, I think it was a sellout game. There were over eight thousand people um, in the arena. We ha- we were sitting at the very top row because I was the only uh, tickets that I could get uh, in, in the week of the game. Um, and yeah, it was a fun game. They lost two to one uh, against the Minnesota team, and I, I, I somewhere along the lines i i I missed uh one of those goals for minnesota because i thought it was tied leading up until the last (laughs) minute of play the third period i'm like oh i guess they lost because they're not playing overtime now and they pulled the goalie in the last minute so (laughs) um so you said the top row so which part of the arena did you sit on uh on on the um on the 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 side with the more seating so okay um, we were sitting in the in the double q section um and and there was you know you couldn't actually see the scoreboards from where we were sitting uh there it was a bit of an obstructed view seating but you could actually see the whole game from where we were sitting yeah that's that's, so that's what i i wonder about like where the the 
you know where the ideal seating is but uh so i i don't even know where <clears throat> we're we're going to the 67s the game tomorrow as i mentioned i don't even know where our seats are i haven't looked at the tickets mm. i just i see <laughs> well i would say now. about halfway down like you want to be able to to see the scoreboards ideally i guess but uh um as as long as there's good hockey you know uh you know you ha- everybody has a phone on them so if you really need to know what's going on or what the, how much time is left or what the score is if you're not uh you know if you missed a goal or whatever then uh, you can just use your phone really yeah i guess so um okay well i will go with um uh, a strikeout um i'll go with my more positive stuff later um so I mentioned that uh, it was in Toronto. This is a couple of weeks ago now, but uh, it came down with a cold. Uh, luckily, it got over it pretty quickly. But um, just that's part of uh, part of travel. Is, uh, mm-hmm. is I guess you know you can get sick sometimes. Although I'm pretty sure I didn't get this from Toronto because I didn't spend a lot of time in uh, in shopping malls or on public transit. I think this came from we we stayed in a hotel on our way. Uh, uh. To, uh, to, we stayed in a hotel in North Bay, and there was a lot of of, uh, of kids from hockey mm. teams in the hotel. So I'm I'm mm. pretty sure it came from you know being surrounded by lots of kids, but I I, I don't know for certain. But that's the strikeout though is uh, getting mm. cold. Well, actually, I said on vacation. It wasn't on vacation. I was working that, that yeah, week in did. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I, I, there's a cold going around, and, and yeah, definitely hotels are the places to get it. Just be glad that it was just a cold that you got. We Last time we were in a hotel, we got COVID from the hotel. Mm. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, I've got all home runs because I I, 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 I I guess I'm just going that way this week. Um, my home run is that uh, I'm going with a jam session for my home run. Last weekend, um, strawberry or get, what kind? Uh, music, music, not 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 <laughs> strawberry. Um, I got together with some old bandmates uh, from my old band, uh, Mike and Darcy. We we got went over to Darcy's house and just played some of my my uh, my songs. And you know, it was nice to get to get back together. Uh, we have all aged quite a bit in the past five or six years since we've last uh, all played together. Uh, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to get back together and we're going to, we're going to try jamming again in a, in a few weeks time. So, so that, that'll, that'll be good. Oh, that's nice. Well, maybe you can add, uh, canning some fruit and making actual jam well, to your Darcy, activities. Darcy does, uh, he, he does enjoy canning the odd, uh, pickle and fruit. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe he, he just wants us to help him, uh, make some preserves. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, all right. I have, uh, no decision to go to, uh, travel. That's, uh, probably a theme, uh, in, for me this week, uh, travel just, uh, it's, it's the logistics sides, uh, is not, not so fun. Uh, I've got, got a trip coming up to BC actually mm. second time in, in a couple of years, I'll be going out to BC. Mm. Um, and, uh, the, just the logistics and planning of travel is, is, uh, it's not always the best, but the, the destination is always, uh, always good. Do you have any plans? Because I think you went last year too, and you saw a Canucks game. Are you going to go see? No, no, that was that was two years ago. Actually, was it? We was yeah, it? it was wow. December, December okay. twenty-two. Um, okay. No, because uh, we're going to be in Langley, BC, most of the time, not Vancouver. Langley, BC. When what what time of year are you going to BC? Uh, March. March. Okay, so there's no. You won't be able to catch any uh, any any baseball at all. The uh, the the Vancouver Canadians single A baseball team or anything like that. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. So no hockey. Okay. Got it. 
All right, so that is your no decision, okay? Um, all right, well, I only have one left. You have, you have a whole bunch of stuff on your list. I only have one thing left on my list, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm switching in general to, to uh, non-alcoholic beer uh, uh, just, just for my own uh, personal, uh, physical, emotional, and financial health. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not co- totally taking out beer of, out of the equation. I, if, if we go out to a bar or whatever, I'll have a beer. And in, in fact, this, this weekend, it was our anniversary weekend. So I had a, I had a, a good nitro stout and uh, a Cronenberg. Uh, actually, that's the, because we usually celebrate, we make our, our anniversaries uh, kind of Paris themed uh, because we, we went to a trip. Uh, we spent our 10 year anniversary in Paris a while back, but anyways, yeah, I'm switching to non-alcoholic beer and, and yeah, I, I really do, uh, enjoy the taste of, of non-alcoholic beers these days we've talked about this before um athletic uh brewing company is is my favorite right now they uh they make some pretty good non-alcoholic beers and i've got uh an order coming hopefully this week uh with some stouts and and dark beers and some different ones from them so so yeah it's it's, it's nice to be able to enjoy a beer and not have to worry about it affecting my my my, my run the next day or whatever mm-hmm. you know because like, i find i find that when i'm running um, in the past, uh, in the past, you know, six months or so, I'm just getting more, my, my fitness level is, isn't as, as high as it was. So like I said, you know, with my jam session, I noticed that, you know, we're all getting old and, and I've definitely noticed that, uh, in the past, past little while that, you know, my, the age is starting to catch up with me. So I gotta, I gotta do some things to, to, to help myself, uh, <laughs> uh fight those effects. Did you, you asked me to, to pick up, um, Guinness Zero. Uh, yeah. Did you actually uh, ever find any? I sent you some no, stores that no. had some in stock. No, I've, 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 I, uh, you know, I, I, I pick up a bottle of wine every now and then for Krista at the liquor store, and they have a, they have a selection of non-alcoholic beers in the beer fridge there, and I didn't notice any, any, uh, any Guinnesses in there at all. So, but like I said, I've got some stouts coming from Athletic, and their, their stout is pretty good. Well, uh, the Guinness Zero, you just have to stay on top of the inventory levels because it, they go pretty fast. They're right now concentrated in the Toronto area, and we just weren't near any LCBOs. Uh, yeah. While we we're there, um, okay. I'll, I'll I'll just end up pretty quick. Um, there's one, um, two home runs I listed. Um, just yeah, walking in Toronto was uh, is my main one. Um, I I was working, so I walked from the hotel to the office there. Um, it was you know twenty minute walk each way. Uh, nice weather. It wasn't cold really, and uh, there's some interesting sights along the way. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was nice. Uh, it was nice to be able to walk and not have to rely on, uh, on public transit as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. so that was really nice. Uh, got uh, nice fresh air and exercise at the same time. Cause mm-hmm. we have been, we've missed out on two weeks of being at the, at the gym. So, uh, I see. Um, it's, it's good to get some exercise in. Uh, and then just a quick one, the, uh, Scotty's tournament of hearts, uh, started on Friday. So there's some good curling action on TV and for viewers in the U S uh, who want curling, apparently TSN's YouTube channel is, uh, broadcasting the Scotty's, uh, I think for free. So oh, that's uh, interesting. Canadians can see it on TSN on TV and then, uh, Americans can watch it on YouTube. Are they going to black it out in Canada on YouTube? Uh, probably. Like, it's yeah. probably a regional thing. Like, like yeah. how we get blocked out of YouTube videos of, like, replays of, uh, like, The Daily Show or whatever. It says this content is not available for you. 
Actually, that is not true. I watched the John Stewart debut of the Daily Show on Monday uh, on YouTube. So hopefully that'll continue because because oh. uh, yeah, well, you can it, only get it now on 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 Paramount Plus. It's not even on TV anymore in Canada. Oh, okay. Well, I just know like in in some cases, like not just Daily Show. That was just the first example I could think of. Like there's you know there's articles where they say, oh you know watch this clip and, and yeah like, as yeah. context, and then it says it's not available for you to watch. That's yeah. disappointing. Anyway. That's it for me. That's all I got, too. So I guess we will come back in two weeks, and there'll be some baseball to talk about, some meaningless baseball. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You can hear-